Welcome back to Let's Face Reality with Bravo. I'm here with Susie Puzzi Luzi Yes, she is back in California. And guys, she's actually very busy today. She went off on me on FaceTime before we started this recording. <laughs> How are you doing today? I mean, I was literally just telling you that I, if, if we have to be on your schedule today, and then if you get mad at me, then I'm literally just going to fly to Texas this week. Just go bite your head off. And then come back and finish all the work that I have to do. Okay? It's just Guys, she went on a rampage. She was like, Lena, we're going to be on my schedule. You're going to be doing it when I need to. You better not tell me that you need to be recording at this time. So I was like, okay, you know what? These next two weeks, guys, be patient with me because we're going to be on my sissy schedule. Okay? Okay. Well, it's not just that. It's just that, like, Lena gets on to me about... I don't know, like mm. not being on her schedule. Like the minute I just like don't do something, she'll be like, what? So you don't care about this show? Yeah, no, literally I'll go on a rampage. I'll be like, do you not, are you not invested in the characters? Like you I know, am like, I was. problem is depending on other people. I can't, <laughs> every haters preying on my demise. Like what? <laughs> what? No. Like, it's not that serious, but we are here. Yeah, we're here now. We're here. We're doing Potomac. They're finally back after two weeks. It's been a while. It's season eight, episode eight, Painting Austin Red. So finally, this is the last episode of them in Austin. It's about time because there's just not much to do there. I mean, but anyways. I'm, you know what? Okay, I am so surprised. Okay, wait, no. Yes. Just, just a couple things about this trip. Okay. <laughs> yes. First of all, I don't know. How many episodes are we in? So episode, episode eight. eight. We would have been episode and 10 if they gave us This that is least. still like day three of Austin and this is all Yes. Yeah. That mean, Nothing happened this season. It's very apparent at this point. This is the like, worst season of Potomac. I don't know. I don't know how they've been planning like events. Their events aren't really events. So and they're then, cheap. Like one of the one of the whole scenes. This season. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was in a hotel room. Yeah, there was only four scenes this episode, the entirety of it. There was not much yeah. going on. They didn't even and, seem and like, then, yeah, sorry. Wait, they didn't seem like what? They just didn't, they, I feel like they were done with Austin by day one. I I know. I really don't feel like they're excited to be there. Me either. Sorry, what were you saying? Okay, so what did you think about this episode? Uh, it was actually better than last episode. More happened. It's just... I don't know. These episodes have not been giving what like Potomac is the okay. They are giving in the funny aspect. I will give them that. The the thing that's keeping me watching is that Giselle and Karen, their humor makes me want to keep listening to them. Other than that, if they weren't funny, I wouldn't be watching it. What about you? No, that's so that's so true. I totally agree. Like if there's anything like I really feel like nothing is going on with these ladies, but like Mm -hmm. it really is just their humor. Like they have like good one liners a lot of them are really witty themselves. Like yeah. it's not like just like one funny person. I feel like most of the women have like some kind of a sense of humor. So I feel like that's like really the only thing that keeps me going. Yeah. Same. This crew. No, me like, too. Like, you know, other than that, other than that, I'm just like, I feel like the scenes they're doing them dirty a little bit. I, I don't understand why the trip is only in Austin. I feel like there could be more to do instead of it just being another urban city that kind of, yeah, know, why do they get like, the Austin? Like, I get it. They all have to do an, one in-state cast trip and one out-of-state cast trip. But, like, the other ladies get Palm Springs. They get Miami. They get, I don't know, like, other better states. Why the hell are they in Austin? Why are they? It's like they, oh, it's just, I don't know. It's like the little microaggressions you just see. It's like, what, is it because they're a black cast? You're not, you're not going to give them a high-budget trip? Is that what it is? I don't know. I don't know. 
know because you know what that honestly wouldn't make sense because like living in Potomac is not cheap so it's like you're right so do you think it's the ladies then because at some point I do hear like Kyle Richards came out and said for example the Beverly Hills ladies they're always taking private jets to their trips because they pay for the private jet like usually production gives them a budget for their trip and anything more like if they do first class if they do private jets if they do something extra on the trip production doesn't pay for that but like the hotel usually also if they want a better hotel production will pay up to a certain amount and then the ladies have to pay more so maybe just the Potomac ladies are cheap yeah I think that's possible yeah that's what I think but anyways, let's get into the episode. I know. So I, I, honestly, it sounds, it sounds about right. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, let's but, get into the episode. So we're still in Austin, but some ladies are at the pool. Um, and then Giselle and Ashley, they're in the suite setting up for Karen's birthday painting party. And Giselle brought a frozen apple, you know, considering that Karen keeps <laughs> using that frozen pie analogy or yeah, frozen apple pie, whatever it is, towards Robin. And so they're all going to be painting Karen is what Ashley has planned for the ladies. And so Robin, Mia, and Neca, they go swimming, while Karen, Candace, and Wendy are at the pool bar. And everyone orders a beer, but Karen apparently orders a drink in a cup because she doesn't drink from cans. And then we get Karen saying that she has retired her mouth. And we get a flashback of her saying it three years ago as well. I didn't and her saying to, basically uh, her mouth is tired. No, and yeah. I think I think what's funny. I think what's funny. She was saying like uh, she she doesn't suck on cans. And yes. So, like the only what after that was okay, Karen. No. Like what? Does that even mean? Why would you suck on a can? What? How are you drinking your diet coke? Like what? What? If, what? Karen, I, I don't. Her humor is. Oh my god. It's like, it's like, anyway, she had said she retired. Uh, yeah that a long time ago so we'll see that but Giselle texts the ladies to come up to Ashley's room in 30 minutes and Giselle and Ashley talk about Ashley's mom and I know you don't know this I don't know if you remember this from previous seasons but Ashley hates her mom's boyfriend so she hasn't been to her mom's new house in two years and that's when they show the flashback of Ashley talking about how Michael wanted to stop paying like sending money to Ashley's mom because her dad her basically kind of stepdad does not like he just lives off her mom's money he keeps cheating on her mom he's cancerous seems like he emotionally abuses her mom and i don't know like i feel like this explains why ashley can't get herself to leave michael right i mean michael's a cheater i know you didn't see the earlier seasons but michael was like constantly grabbing the other husband's butts he was caught with like a man once it's a lot of weird stuff probably is because you know what it's it's as as it goes you, mm-hmm. I feel like you just end up in the same relationships that you see that your parents have. Um, so yeah. I feel I feel like that's probably why she's still with this guy. And she, he's probably just as bad for her as whatever guy is bad for her mom. And it's sad. It's sad to see those patterns repeat themselves. Yeah, it's funny how she's judging her mom for it when Ashley's kind of basically doing the same thing. I mean, she's not really I divorcing better- Michael. I feel like Ashley's a little unaware of herself. I think she thinks mm-hmm. she's a little slick and that it's not obvious that she's kind of just dragging along her uh, her divorce. But, I mean, she, I feel like she very clearly doesn't want to. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, I feel like she doesn't want this divorce at all. I feel like she's lying to us and herself that she wants it. Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. But anyways, Candace and Karen, they worry that they're actually going to be painting their hoo-hahs again because that's what they were supposed to do last episode, but they – lost track of time and candace asks well, karen that was what specific project that they were going to paint their video uh, yeah like, but last... she told everybody that that's what they were going to come back and do oh so they had they still were thinking that's like 
did Ashley make yeah, them think there was? Thinking that's what was gonna oh. happen. Like she basically told them, "Okay, guys, you know, for later, we're gonna go around and uh, you know, paint our paint our vajayjay." Yes, yes, got it. Could <laughs> they use that word too much in this episode? But yeah, no, I know they they just they just oh yeah. But Candace asks Karen if she waxes, which I don't know how they got to that. And Karen just gets annoyed at her. And Wendy apparently says that her eyebrows come up to her hairline and that she has sideburns. With the sideburns, I'm not surprised by, but the eyebrows part, is she just basically saying that you know the forehead that it's very hairy, so she has to remove it. Yeah, you know, I have that problem because I'm on finasteride. So. But a lot of, I feel so, like a lot of girls I, have the hair on their, the sides of their forehead, right? Yeah, right. but sometimes it's like really annoying. Like it always feels like you have a five o'clock shadow. Like on Oh, your okay. I've never noticed you know it on you. I mean? Yeah. And it actually makes a difference. Like when I don't, when I don't remove that hair, it makes my skin look darker. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Like, okay. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. It like, yeah, it unevens like, the tones on your face. Yeah, it unevens the tone on your face. And then as soon as you remove it, you're like, whoa, like I didn't realize my skin did not have this like, I don't know, black sheen over it because that's all I Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I completely get that. But I felt with Candace when Candace brought up her mustache, she, was, she said apparently she had a <laughs> unibrow and mustache. And I'm like, oh my God, girl, every Middle Eastern girl can relate to this because we all get ours lasered off. <laughs> oh my God, we have to. <laughs> but Mia says that there have been weird moments during this trip and NECA wants an example. To which Mia references when she walked in on Wendy and Neca fighting at the pool a few episodes ago about uh, Neca saying that her name was submitted to a shrine of demons and how Mia discussed it with Wendy in the dis- well Mia brings up that she talked to Wendy about it when they went to the distillery and Wendy insinuated that Neca is using the connotation of a shrine in a negative way when it's not supposed to be. But Neca says that this is crazy because there's no such thing as a positive shrine and Neca basically threatens that there is more that she hasn't revealed about Wendy. But if Wendy keeps pushing, she's going to let it all out. Um, okay, wait. I have, I have a question. Yeah, okay, go this, for it. This shrine, this shrine thing? Like, yes. What is, uh, what is the shrine supposed to be again? So, uh, well, Wendy ended up explaining it that in Catholicism, shrines are like, I guess, different terms for what? Church or a place of worship or something. And then, but how can a, sh- a shrine can't be positive? Like, right? Doesn't a shrine have to do with a demon? Demon I don't know. praying I, I and voodoo doll. Was, well, I thought a shrine was kind of about like uh, some kind of worship in this connotation. Like a worship? Like, like almost like, you know, you put up a shrine. Like, uh, I don't know, like all the candles. Like, you know. You know oh, like, you're being candles, smart with like, this. Well, no, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know what it is. I didn't look it up. But um, okay. Mm. Anyways, okay. No, that's interesting. That's interesting. But okay. Can a shrine be something positive? Or no? I don't think so. Okay. That's what I thought. I, I, I don't know. From my understanding, <clears throat> if someone told me they had a shrine, I'd be like, uh. Yeah, me too. Me. Yeah, I'd be worried. I wouldn't want to befriend that person. I'd be like, shrine of what? I don't want to know. I'd worry they're going to put some evil eye on me or something. Evil yeah, I'd eye. worry it's like pictures of me and like a voodoo doll in the middle. Yeah. And, and, and a needle like right in the eye socket. Putting it in the freezer. I now curse you to lose we'll do- your hair for the rest of your life. Like, I you know, did that. <laughs> no, but it gives me back to Marisol with Marisol putting her ex-boyfriend's voodoo doll in the freezer and then poking yeah, at it. Doll, put it in the freezer? Is that what she did? Yeah, did she put her say in. that they like found her voodoo doll in the freezer? Well, Adriana said her boyfriend told her that 
age that he found out that Marisol put his voodoo doll in a freezer and was constantly puncturing it with needles. Like, what is that supposed to do to him? That's crazy. What is that supposed to do? Yeah, makes me not. I don't know. Makes me kind of fear Marisol. But yeah, I feel like it makes me kind of fear her too because it's like, damn, I'm like, you have so much hatred towards me. You went the magic and it's funny she says that because marisol ended up last season saying that she doesn't trust like if julia or adriana get her a gift because she worries it's going to come from dark magic come coming from the person who does dark magic like it's funny i'm just saying like you know she's deflecting last season yeah no that is so true but anyways back to potomac but we get robin talking about the candace situation to neca and mia and she says how candace is the one that's playing the victim in the situation saying her family's being attacked when robin is saying that hers is being attacked on social media as well but it just like it doesn't hold value on what candace is saying to like robin just feels like there's no value in anything that candace is saying because candace just keeps attacking her on social media but wendy tells karen and candace that her mother was suddenly in excruciating pain and was taken to the hospital and wendy says that her mom had surgery in the morning but then they show a, a flashback of production like screening or filming wendy talk on the phone with her mom and it's an endoscopy which was only 10 minutes long. Baba's had an endoscopy. Lada's had an endoscopy. Lada's our little sister. Endoscopy is not a surgery. You just put wait, someone wait, to sleep. Wait, uh, where, does, where does the camera go? Inside your... In, like They either put it into your mouth or up your butthole. But I think they put it in her mouth. Well, that's a colonoscopy. So if it's uh, an endo... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Okay. You know. Uh, but yeah, I'm okay. just saying that's not a procedure, Wendy. Just saying. It's kind of funny the, the drama because like that's not a surgery. Like that's like they're just putting a camera in, just trying to see what's wrong. I mean, I mean, who am I to say what her? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she was fine. I just, I, I just didn't like how she lied about the surgery part because I felt like she was doing this so people stopped bringing up her mom, her mom in this shrine situation. She, she's trying to deflect away from it. But I don't know. But the ladies all go to Ashley's room and they celebrate Karen's birthday in paint. So Giselle lets Karen sit on the fur chair. And since it's her birthday, she goes, it's Queen K for the birthday. Would you like a drink, K? And Giselle tells everyone that they're here to paint Karen's. But JJ. But she then stops and hesitates and she admits that she's joking. They all recollect and she brings up that Karen's. Uh, she brings up the production that Car- that they drew of Karen last year because Karen kept telling everyone that Juan, which is Robin's husband, was cheating on Robin with a woman who looks exactly like Karen. That's what Karen was telling everyone last season. So uh, Giselle wants everyone to draw Karen. And so Mia says that she has her Titanic moment. She's drawing Karen, and Karen tells Robin not to put horns on her, which is kind of funny because I would have thought she'd do that too. But they all reveal uh, their Karen drawings so, uh, Suzanne, are you are you alive? Yeah, I'm alive. I'm okay, okay. I just need to make sure I didn't want the audio to cut out. <laughs> Sorry, she was too quiet. But uh, so they reveal their Karen drawings. Okay, so Ashley goes first. She gets Karen in her military outfit and Gucci with curls. This was seasons ago. This was when uh, Karen's tax issues were coming out. So Karen set a meeting with every lady. She was wearing this, uh, what is it called? The military outfit. What is that print called? Oh, it's like the uh, camouflage? Yes, the camouflage. So Oh, wait, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Was... <laughs> Why do we keep cutting each other off? Okay, sorry. It's my problem, my ADHD. But anyways, we then get to Ashley. She's in her confessional. Do you know how to do a French accent, Susan? Because I don't. Uh, 
She goes, uh, uh, how do you do? Uh, wait, 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 I can do a French accent. Um, I'm encompassing the Karen myself. <laughs> oh, no. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am thinking about the important aspects of your life. I feel like there's a magnifique. <laughs> there we go. It looks like a little, to me, it looked like a little doodle. Oh, wait. Dude, yeah. Uh, we an opinion for every drawing. So, this first, so this first one was Gucci belt Karen. Mm-hmm. What did you, what did you? Think about I thought that I, oh, I just thought that one was hilarious. I think Ashley did a great job with that one, but still not the best. Yeah, no, it wasn't the best, and I I thought it was really cute. It just looked like a little doodle. <laughs> yeah, with her curly hair. <laughs> and then Wendy drew Karen and focused on her mole with the two pieces of <laughs> hair. I would just like to point out when it came to Mia's turn, Mia actually drew the two hair sticking out very perfectly but anyways um and then we get oh wait so for this one um so i i for me (laughs) i felt like it reminded me of have you do you remember that cartoon little bill little yes i felt like that's what that cartoon looked like or the drawings he had it looked like a character on that like little cartoon show no that no that that's hilarious i like that one but neka drew karen okay why did neka make karen really dark did you notice uh, and then she was, trying, she was trying to add shading like that was the worst shading ever because then she made the color of the shading the color of her outfit too karen was so displeased with it she was like uh what did i try she was mad at the five o'clock shadow yeah oh that, i think that's what it was it really did look like she had a full i don't know sideburns with a beard, beard. and then and then, and then what was funny is um, at first I thought like when Nega was telling her that she felt like Karen had given her all of this positivity, like I feel like if I was on the receiving end, I would be prepared to think that like you just drew like poop. Yeah. To call me poop. That's what I felt uh, yeah. because <laughs> I couldn't tell since I hadn't seen like previous seasons before. I couldn't tell if she had like beef with Karen or not. So no, Neka, this is her first season. So yeah, Neka did a horrible job, especially with not knowing <laughs> Karen that well. But Karen, okay, Candace's turn. She drew. She basically just do, colored her whole thing purple and then added blonde hair to it and big juicy lips. Captured the essence of Karen. I, Karen is air. Basically. Yeah, well, I didn't. I feel like Karen was a little offended by that. <laughs> but <laughs> Karen was. A- she wouldn't even bother trying to draw her face. She just drew like hair and some eyes. Yeah, she didn't put any effort in it. But Giselle drew Karen with big hoo-hahs and signed it Jizzy. I mean, she put a lot of effort into the boobs. I didn't. Does Karen have her boobs I out all the time? Like, I feel like Giselle cared more about capturing like what Karen cares about. Like she got her boobs. She gave her really nice hair. She had a little thing in the oh yeah she uh, yeah. added her nickname that she put in jizzy i feel like she, that's a jizzy. weird nickname jizzy mia drew karen with strong cheekbones in surrey county because you know uh what's her face karen is the not leader whatever it is something of surrey county with a picture of a field and then karen's husband on a tractor driving it I just thought that one was really funny. I feel like Mia's was my f- actually no Robin's was my favorite because Robin drew. She said her drawing was the epitome epitome of Karen's being, and it's a blue Twitter check mark with the eleven dollars a month subscription fee because Karen, you know, because now it's known on Twitter. Anyone who has a blue check mark, they're paying for it. So and no celebrity now wants the blue check mark on Twitter. Karen was the only housewife on the franchise who had it, which showed that Karen is paying eleven dollars a month for it. So she kind of threw her under oh, the bus wow. for that. So no- a check mark now unless you can yep on twitter you have to pay for the check mark 
And uh, so celebrities and stuff, nobody really wants it anymore. But a lot of people still do. Uh, do they do they still verify celebrities? They don't, or they do, but it's like I guess some celebrities do want the check mark because they worry that people will create fake accounts of them, and then people will think that that's them tweeting. So higher up celebrities pay for it, but like reality TV stars, they're not because people are making fun of reality stars for paying for it on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just, but Karen actually bowed down to Robin for this. And said that Robin educated her since Karen had no idea that she was paying for that blue check mark. I don't believe it. Karen knew she was paying for it. Come on. But anyway, so we go. Everyone's getting ready for dinner. And Wendy thanked God because apparently her mother made it out of surgery. Okay, so is she talking about a separate surgery? Because I didn't see any other surgery other than the endoscopy. No, it was just the endoscopy. Okay, then what the hell is she talking about? Oh, my God. But all the ladies arrive to the restaurant, and production does the slow-mo runway walk with the ladies as they're walking towards the restaurant. And it was just kind of corny to me this time because they've already done this for them, and now they're doing it again. And I just thought it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. Maybe they just don't have enough transitions to add. Because nothing's going on this season, so they're just adding a bunch of weird edits and cutouts, I feel. And then, wait, and then... For, for this, uh, I feel like the women, like, um, oh, wait, no, was it this scene? No, maybe it was the other transition scene, but, like, they don't talk in the car. <laughs> yeah, it was like, very awkward. It was quiet on their way there. Yeah, like, it sounds like they don't even really, like, have um, footage of them in the car because they're not really, like, arguing there or anything. Because nothing's like happening. They just, like, save it for dinner. But see, this is what happens when castmates start saying they don't want to film with each other and stuff because Candace is not talking to Giselle and Robin. M- me and Wendy not really talking. Wendy and Neck are not talking. So it just makes the whole group divided the entire time. And that doesn't make an ensemble group. So something needs to change. Definitely. But yeah. But anyway, so they all order drinks. And Robin asks if it's shareable, which I only pointed this out because then after she asks that, they all just end up ordering their own plates. So I don't know. I just that was that really bothered me. That really bothered me. Yeah, that gonna do would sh- bother me too. I feel like that would be a sign of rejection at dinner. Like it's like, what do you mean no one wants to share plates? I yeah, it seemed like easy. nobody wanted to. That's why I don't always want to just commit to one dish. Me either. Sometimes I want to have from other people's dishes. You know, I want to test run everyone. And like stuff. it would be better if we were all friends. Let's have a kumbaya moment. Let's go. Mm-hmm. But no, they're not. This cast is not friends. But Wendy tells Mia that her butt looked bigger, which I was actually surprised because it's like, I feel like that's identical to saying you've gained weight. But Mia says that it's because she's gained weight, considering she apparently had lost weight last season, considering the financial issues her and Gordon have been going through, which has apparently hardened Gordon. But okay, I feel like Mia's just using this whole financial thing as an excuse about about Gordon changing and being hard for her reason to leave him. Like, she obviously wants to leave him because he's dirt broke now, but she's acting like because he wants to f- still file this lawsuit against his brothers that it's making her not be into him anymore. And yeah, that, no, exactly. Like, she's pretending that money is not the reason why she's breaking up. Mm-hmm. like it's like it's like one of those things that's like she's making it about his negativity and that he's really hard and he's really changed mm-hmm. but uh, it has to be expected when you're dealing with the law i mean you saw last time we saw in the preview gordon the only entertaining scene we saw was gordon telling mia that she's been cheating on him there the like they during their marriage which confirms it because mia is with someone new already she literally started dating someone right after she divorced gordon or filed for divorce because then giselle goes and asks mia 
are you happy now? And for some reason, Mia says she's the happiest she's been in a while. Like she's very content, which makes mm. me think she's already dating her new boyfriend right now behind Gordon's back. That's why she's also gaining weight. She's gaining happy weight. She's gaining happy relationship weight. Yep. That's that's what's happening. Also, I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird, like, someone saying, like, you're literally telling everyone you're getting divorced. And then, of course, you follow up with, this is the happiest I've ever been in a really long time. I mean, that makes me think you're getting some. Like, yep. 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 It does. But Ashley brings up to Candace how emotional she was when the Robin topic was brought up. And Ashley didn't understand what made Candace feel it was okay to bash Robin on social media because her remorse in the car and her actions just don't align. So Candace is actually being very quiet, stern, cold, and she just doesn't want to address it. She's kind of like ignoring Ashley, but telling Ashley she doesn't want to talk to her. And Candace tells Ashley to talk to her booty hole. And then Ashley tells her to give her a view of her booty hole, which I thought Ashley was like trying to kind of play banter with her, but Candace wasn't having it. And Wendy jumps in trying to play savior and asks Robin if she has a question to ask so they can have a conversation instead of going back and forth. And Robin just looks at Wendy and says, no. And then tells, says that Candace, what Candace did was unforgivable. To which Candace keeps like annoying Robin. What I do? What I do? What was unforgivable? What did I do? And Candace tells Robin that she texted her asking her if she's mad. But Robin had ignored her text. But now Robin wants to say that she's mad when there are cameras around and they're filming. Okay, but no offense. This is the point of a reality TV show. Is to wait to have your off-screen fights on camera, right? Like, don't you agree, Suzanne? When you're in a reality show and you have this cast, I personally believe, like, I thought the whole point of being a reality star is that you shouldn't really hang out with your castmates all that much during the off season, just in case any interaction happens that could have happened on camera. Or if you have an issue with a castmate that when you're done filming the season, production doesn't really want those two castmates to fix it until they start filming the new season because they don't like, you know, they don't want the fans to be confused in, in the gap time. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I I feel like that does make sense because it's like, okay, then why else like would you want to do a reality show? Wouldn't you want everybody to get like the highlights, the peaks, the mm-hmm. the fights, your relationship and get it caught on camera and have it be like actually when it's happening? Everything is like, raw. I yeah. Like, I feel like it wouldn't be fun to like deal with that and then do that off camera and then knowing that you have this as your job, then you have to go back and fight again on camera so everybody can see the fight that you had. That's re-traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, that was what The Hills was doing a lot. That's why it, it seemed so fake because uh, uh, Kristen Cavalier would come on her podcast and say, like, they would actually have a fight, but then production would call them and be like, what happened the day before? And Kristen would be like, oh, I fought with Steven or whatever. They'd be like, oh, you fought with Steven yesterday? Okay, we're bringing cameras tomorrow and you're going to redo that fight on camera. That's why The Hills was so obviously fake. Rather than with the Bravo people, production so badly wants everything to be so raw that they don't want to redo fights and stuff. You know? So uh, that's the difference. Yeah, Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, that was a long time ago. That was so fake, though. It was so obviously fake. 2003, 2004. Yeah, you watched it. Well, I feel like that was the beginning of, like, Real Housewives-type reality. Mm -hmm. Guys, Susan was that sister that wouldn't let me watch it with her. She always watched it by herself. I was one year younger than her. Okay. And she treated me like I was five years younger than her. That's my trauma. Two years where That's my trauma. Okay. But anyways. (laughs) So Candace tells, but I ended up watching Laguna Beach. But anyways. So. Oh, yeah. Candace ends up telling Robin to stop being a victim. But to Robin, she says that this is her reality. And Candace says it's not her fault. 
To which Robin goes and says, none of us should use social media to weaponize one another. And Candace goes, okay, but it's okay to weaponize shit against me and my husband. The rules can't change because of social media. The line is always moving. And Candace has a point there, bro. Candace is right because I feel like they always move the boundaries and the line when it comes to what Candace is doing. But at the same time... Candace has very bad Twitter fingers, Suzanne. Candace will tweet the worst and nastiest stuff about her castmates, especially while the episodes are going live. She goes nasty and low on Twitter. So, I mean, I don't blame her castmates for being annoyed of it. It's like a lot of old things. I should have screenshot them from before, but she just like, she just goes in. She always also goes deep for like for their looks. She always goes after Giselle's looks on Twitter, her appearance, her body image, all of that. And just like she'll exploit their secrets on Twitter instead of just waiting for the cameras or whatever. You know, it's I don't know. I just don't like the way that Candace does it. But I still like Candace. But, you know, she does things that bother me. But Robin gets up and walks away to sit alone, as she always does, apparently. And Giselle tells everyone to just give Robin a minute. And Karen just isn't buying what Robin says because she claims that Robin has decided what Juan does is okay with her. So they can't really do anything about it at this point. If Robin is okay with being with a cheater man, the cast just has to let it go. So we see that. Yeah, Robin. Yeah, well, sorry. it's like, it's like, okay, I, I had seen this like uh, TikTok recently. It mm-hmm. was, it was like something. You know what? We are done telling these women to get out of these relationships. Y'all want your crappy men? Keep your crappy men. And basically, I think the moral of the story is some girls want their misery. They do. And Robin, I think, is one of those women. I don't know why Robin wants this for herself, but she is definitely the queen of avoiding all confrontation. And even when they end up showing a conversation with Juan later on, I'm still not convinced. Robin is very unhappy, and it's very clear. And I don't even know why she's allowing herself to be in this. It's like, I don't know. It's just so depressing to watch. But I feel like I lost where I was. But, oh, no. We see Robin now. She FaceTimes Juan. She thinks Juan is going to be there for her and going to be that confidant husband. But, no. Again, Juan was showed his true colors here. So he answers her. And apparently she was calling him on FaceTime and he wouldn't accept the FaceTime. He responded to her in a normal phone call. And she at like that's a red flag. She's out of town and he uh-huh. won't answer her FaceTime calls. He has someone over or he's cheating on. So he was doing something. Because Why when she not it, that's so sketchy, Suzanne. I would not trust my husband if he's doing that. If I call you on FaceTime, that's intentional. Intentional. Yeah. Unless I know you're gonna work, whatever. But like But he's not. He was not. doing laundry. He was doing laundry. Who does not answer allegedly. FaceTime when they're doing laundry? Allegedly, yeah, you're right. I say allegedly because we don't believe it we don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth okay but robin tells juan that they're trying to force her to talk to candace and you think juan would be like don't do it just do your own thing but he go- he's annoyed he goes robin robin just go be the biggest person for once the biggest person ever go talk to candace so she just goes and hangs up in his face at this point like i would too what kind of advice is like juan giving her he never sides with her at this point she just wanted to call him so he could be there for her and just make her feel better that's all she did not want him to play devil's advocate she doesn't want to hear that she needs to be the bigger person she just wants her husband to be there for her what is so hard for him to understand god so what's annoying about it is like she already made the decision to leave the conversation like she left the conversation she went and sat at a table by herself like it's like Obviously, she doesn't need advice on what to do. She's already done the thing. 
But then I love that Giselle comes and Giselle gives her the advice that Juan should have given her. And she is actually doing for what Juan should have done for her. Because then Giselle goes and tells Robin the opposite of what Juan said, which is to not engage with Candace. And then me and Ashley go and follow Giselle to check on Robin. And Candace is really annoyed by that. She basically makes some remark or something for them to go follow her. Like she's their puppy dog or they're her puppy dog. They're her minions. Yep. Yep. Yes. That's what it is. And Robin doesn't want to be friends with someone who thinks she, who expects her to be perfect. But like Robin, no one is expecting you to be perfect. We just want you to be honest about your life and the vitriol that Juan is putting you through. I mean, am I wrong for that? that? That's all we want. She just keeps acting like Juan is this perfect husband when everyone who lives in the Potomac area knows what he's doing behind her back. It's like Maybe a no thing. That- I feel like Robin's projecting a little bit because again, like I think you're right. No one's asking her to be perfect. And maybe she thinks that her friends are all maybe putting on like what she thinks are perfect facades, which it's not true. Maybe it's just that she has been in such a facade with Juan the whole time that it makes her think that like everyone is playing to look perfect. When the reality is everyone mm. just needs you to be honest. Like, yeah, know he's a genius. That's what makes these shows so good. It's just seeing your unperfect life. Nobody wants to watch a perfect life. That's boring. That doesn't make for good TV. But yeah, it's boring. It's not real. <laughs> Candace starts crying and she says that she's done with the games and that these ladies, aka Giselle, Robin, and Ashley, the Green Eyed Bandits, are playing games right now and Candace isn't having it. But okay, what games do you think? Like, what do you think she meant when Candace was like, they're playing games? They're they're doing games right now. This is a game. This entire thing is a game. She kept repeating that phrase. I was trying to understand that. Me too. I, the only way I felt like I could interpret that is I almost feel like Candace considers it a game in terms of like maybe turning women against each other. Like maybe uh... she feels like the games always like pit each other against each other. And that's where it's a game because okay. maybe she feels like she has an unfair advantage and she feels like, you know, it's almost, it's almost in a way like as if, she feels like they're not like as open with her and so it's all kind of a game but i think generally like sometimes what i found is when people get mad and they keep saying it's a game it's really just that they can't accept things for what they are they are always finding like an underlying meaning for like what you're doing Mm. so i don't think it's actually a game i think she just thinks it's a game okay got it okay i like that i like that explanation right there but we now see Giselle. She's giving Karen a lap dance and Karen is not having it. She's just kind of looking away. She's not into it. And then Candace under her breath goes, well, because Ashley tries to kiss Candace or she goes and kisses, not Candace. She kisses Karen on the cheek. And as Ashley's kissing Karen, Candace goes, you can get herpes, but be careful. HPV, gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis. And she rolls her eyes while she's saying all this. I was like, Candace, what are you doing? <laughs> But anyway, so now we're at the drag show. So the ladies are getting in the cars to get to their next destination. And Candace sees Ashley trying to get into her car, like the car that she's getting into. She tells Candace to go away and to go into Giselle's car. Um, And Ashley's like, no, you know what? I want to go in this car now. So she rides in this one. And at this point, she does it to despise Candace. Like, what? How am I? I feel like I'm phrasing this wrong. Like, yes, yes. And not only that, she sits right next to her, too. They both sit in the back. Uh, Ashley's really petty. But they come in, and we see these groups of guys with a 
with shirts with Karen's face on it. So it makes me wonder, okay, do you think that they knew or that just people who live in Austin saw the cast of Potomac ladies hanging around Austin and I guess when the cameras weren't around or something, they were like, where are you ladies going tonight? Like, we'll be there, whatever. And then they went and created these shirts or like, what, how, how did, I don't get it. How did they go somewhere and randomly just see these group of guys with shirts with Karen's face on it? Okay, yeah, they must have told them. They must have told them because I think you're, spot on i feel like if anyway like there's probably people that saw like they were being recorded in austin and they probably knew like it was probably one of the housewives franchises yeah that's what i thought yeah okay they had to have seen them at some point when they were going out filming but the producers asked the ladies in their confessionals what their drag name would be and candace says hers is going to be petty labelle and ashley's still thinking about hers but okay robbins is the worst robbins is green-eyed gobbler First of all, no one would ever want to get near that drag lady. No. Okay? And then Ashley figures hers out, and it's messy oh, mofa. Wait, wait. What? Do you know what? why she called herself the green-eyed gobbler? No. Well, what are you gobbling? Oh, the green-eyed – what do you mean, what are you gobbling? Yeah, I just realized that. I remember when she first said it, I was like, ew, why would you say that? But then it makes sense. The green-eyed bandits? I... Everyone calls them the green-eyed yeah. bandits? Okay, got it. But gobbler well, – the, the, the go- bandits, then also, But also, remember, like um, – like, I think when they were at dinner, I think mm-hmm. they had asked. Oh, wait. No, no, wait. It wasn't at dinner. No, no. It was. When it was, was it? Here. Okay, never mind. No, okay, say no, never mind. No, I, don't, I don't want to say too much. Okay. okay well, no, I was saying, like, remember remember when they, like, all asked, like, who swallows? And she was the only one that was. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why she's the gobbler. <laughs> that took me a while okay, to. Anyway. Uh, okay. Got it. Got <laughs> it. Got it. Got it. took me a while to yeah. I'm saying it. Okay. Sorry, guys. If it was already okay. obvious to you. That's my bad. Yeah. But we, <laughs> I just, I, wow. But we see the drag lady. Her name is Ritzy Bits. She announces the performances. They all scream, best drag show ever. Best drag show ever. And then Ritzy starts to do the splits and dances. And then Wendy apparently had never gone to a drag show before. And she said that this made her feel safe among friends. Okay, Wendy. I mean, okay. Dr. Lady Bunk. Summers. Yeah, but no, okay. Her name was the funniest. <laughs> Von Quee Quee Summers. I love that. That I was top tier. It was so long, but it was perfect. Dr. Lady Von Quee Quee Summers. Here at it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> way you say it. But we see Mia having a dra- Mia, like the drag dancer lady, is grinding on Mia. And then the producer asks Mia what her drag name is. But keep in mind, Mia used to be a stripper. That's how she met Gordon. And she was like, well, my stage name was Madison. So we would just make it Madison. That's kind of interesting. I didn't. Why did I, she? I. It was interesting because it's like a – uh, it's kind of a lame name, and I feel like the only reason why you would choose Madison is just so that no one could ever, like, use it. I don't know, figure out what your real name is. I guess, maybe because it sounds so real. But, I mean, they'll know what you by your face, so I guess that gives you off. <laughs> would it not? But anyways, Neca says her drag name would be Champagne Vibacious. What do you think of that one? Champagne Vibacious. I don't know what Vibacious means. <laughs> Instead of vivacious, you know, bay, as in babe. Oh, but you know the term okay. bay. Oh, so vivacious. Oh. Hey, vivacious. vivacious. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. Okay. And then Giselle, okay, Giselle's was kind of anticlimactic. Hers was ginger pop. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. 
So, sorry guys, Susan had to leave. She had a work call and her boss was asking her where she is. So, duty calls for her, but we're at the very end of the scene anyways. So, they then ask for volunteers to the stage. They all cheers on stage and, sorry, it just it went on and it rang and it just like confused me. But they're all performing their dances. So, Wendy goes first. And honestly, Wendy did the best out of all of them. She did a great job. And then NECA goes and gives Wendy a thumbs down. And it actually made me really cringe. I didn't like that. That felt very middle schoolish. She was very immature. She looked weird doing it. And I was not about it. It made Wendy look like the better person in that situation. So, sorry, NECA. I'm going to have to give you a thumbs down for that. But Wendy says that she actually didn't know that NECA gave her a thumbs down until people on social media were posting about it. And that's actually kind of embarrassing. But, uh, and I, mean, I don't know how NECA's going to defend that. That just makes her look stupid. I don't know. NECA, I enjoyed her and I thought I liked her in the beginning. I didn't have a problem with her. But she's just not giving this season. But maybe if Wendy wasn't there, she'd feel more comfortable. But I don't know. We need one of them. One of them has to stay. The other one has to go. And I don't really mind which one stays and goes. But so we see uh, who was it next? NECA performance. NECA's performance was just very lackluster. I didn't like it. It was boring. And she clearly doesn't know how to shake her butt. She doesn't know how to dance or work with what she has. But Ashley dances. And she actually did a great job. She starts working her body. She's moving it. But then you see her booty cheeks are actually coming out of her jumpsuit thing. I don't know if it's from the way that she danced or if Ashley pulled it up herself. But I thought Mia would actually do more considering she was a stripper. So Mia was actually the letdown for me. Garen's performance was funny. It was like that sexy slow music that they play in movie scenes. You know, when the hot girl comes out, either from the shower or in that fancy cocktail dress. That's the vibe that Karen was giving with hers. I mean, she was even doing the whole slow-mo walk and everything. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. But I was surprised when Karen started crawling because to Giselle's point, Karen is the one who said that she's retired her mouth and her knees have not been used either. So her knees are about to be killing her for the next for the next few days after this performance. But the drag lady then escorts Mia and Neka off the stage and they announce that Karen is the winner. Obviously, I mean, it's her birthday. It would be embarrassing if she wasn't. And Karen actually did end up saying that her knees did hurt after the performance. And it's official. This was the last day in Austin. So we see that next week they will be back in Potomac. And Mia's questioning Juan while they're cooking is what we're seeing. Mia's like basically telling him, um, you had to go to the hotel room. You couldn't just pay for the receipt through the phone. And Wendy asks her mom about the shrine situation. And then we see that during the group event, Mia is triggered. Oh. Well, I guess we're going to find out what happens there. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening to this recap. I'm so sorry that Susan had to leave very last minute. It just happened. We were supposed to finish right at 5 o'clock so that she could get to her work call. And it did not happen. So I'm sorry about that. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Don't forget to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and rate and review. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this new year. Let's start it positive. Let's go to the gym. Let's be healthy. And let's take care of ourselves. And we're signing off.